Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave Severns. I'm the worship pastor here at Compass Point Bible Church, and today I'm back with Paul Eastwood, our lead pastor. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing good. Great. You uh, you preached again this Sunday. It was fantastic. We're continuing in our series called Entrusted, um, and you preached out of 1 Timothy chapter 4, um, got into some of why it matters that we train, what, what it looks like, what it looks like to engage with the Word of God. Uh, your four kind of main points, make every moment count, have scripture in front of you every day, practice your gift, and make yourself accountable to others. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you ended with a little bit of kind of example showing us how you go through scripture or one of the tools we can use. You had the big whiteboard up there and went through the the SOAP acronym, which right. was great. Um yeah, as we get started, anything that comes to mind, anything you want to say or yeah. want to emphasize again coming out of Sunday? Yeah, well, let me just emphasize to start again. And it's good to be back, by the way. Um, it's it's been a couple of you. weeks that uh, that uh, has been great to listen to other people and, and hear uh, from Brad. And um, But yeah, no, I, I want to start by just saying that just reminding one of the things that I came uh, across. I talked about this idea of what is training and training is mm. when you organize your life around exercises and experiences that help you become one day in the future what you aren't today. Okay. And I and I think that it's important for us to get our minds around this idea of of first of all there is a need for spiritual formation in our lives. Uh, a lot of us have, are in a point in our lives where we think that okay, I've got it all, I figured it out, I've got to that place, I've been a Christian for a long time. Hmm. And and I think that it you know when we think about this idea of training in godliness, which is the focus that Timothy was um you know, this is what Timothy received from the Apostle Paul. He said, he said, look, this is going to be hard. There's going to be people with all kinds of different ideas and you need to train yourself in godliness. Hmm. So that I think is, is similar for us today. But for us, I think we need to remember that, that first of all, there is a need for us to get somewhere that we aren't today because none of us have arrived, right? Yeah. No, not one of us has achieved godliness in the sense. Not one of us is completely Christ-like. So I think the whole idea of training begins with the idea, like, let me give you an example. Um, you don't need to lose weight unless you need to lose weight. <laughs> so okay. in other words, you know, if you've got a little extra, you're carrying around a few extra pounds, well, now there's a reason for you to lose weight. Yeah. And so you begin training in order to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And it's the same kind of thing when it comes to our faith. Once we acknowledge and recognize that there's space between the person we are today and the person that we want to be or the person that God's calling us to be, then we start to say, okay, there's a need for training. And training is not just trying, and we can maybe we can get into that a little yeah. bit. But training is about purposefully organizing your life around exercises and experiences that are going to help you move from where you are to where you want to be. And uh, and I think that's a really important thing to kind of uh, to to have in our minds. Yeah, I love that. I love the distinction you had there between training and right. trying. Um, do you want to maybe get a little more into that? How we often talk about? I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this. Um, you should try harder. What, where is that good and where does that get us into trouble? Yeah. So, well, first of all, it's, it's not mine. Um, the idea of training versus trying really came from some things that I was reading by John Ortberg and, uh, and he's, he's kind of been toying around with this idea and wrote some devotionals around it. And I think it was really a helpful way of, of seeing this. Uh, but trying is, um, you know, one of the things I mentioned is that when we try, when it comes to our faith, when it just becomes something that, Hey, I'm going to try to do what I can, or I'm going to try mm-hmm. to do what, what comes, you know, um, even today or this week or whatever it is. 
often what ends up happening is that we we produce this very flimsy and weak faith hmm. that is, you know, it's based on, you know, my ability to get this done today or my willpower in this moment. And sometimes it works out okay. Sometimes it doesn't work out. So we get this flimsy thing that's going on. That's at its best. Trying at its worst is actually uh, hypocritical and fake. Hmm. It's about us putting on a mask so that we can pretend to be good at something. It's, it's kind of like what the Pharisees were were up to, at least. It seems that way in Jesus' day. So there's this, um, yeah, so, so trying can kind of lead to just getting us into uh, all kinds of trouble because it's, it's not being purposeful or intentional. And again, if you draw us back to this, if we understand that there's a gap and there's an issue and there's a need for us to grow in our faith, yep. then we need to put things in place that will help us move forward. We can't just expect it to happen. Okay. So uh, where have you, I mean, you gave us some examples of this on Sunday and the, the four things we need to do, right? Have scripture in front of us every day, yep. practice our gifts, have accountability. Yeah. Um, where in your own journey, in your own life, have you seen either the fruit of this or have you seen the hints of trying that really haven't led to much? Okay, that's a good question because I, I think I could clearly start with the, with a, my trying um, to to do things and and I'm trying to think of specific examples, but uh, often um, often trying for me comes in those moments where where everything sort of seems to be falling you know either falling apart or you know there's a, a little bit of turmoil or issues that are going on in in, in my life. And it's, it's always an attempt to, okay, I've got to generate some kind of a, uh, uh, a spiritualness to this situation. I, mm -hmm. I need to, I need to pray and, and bring God into this situation. If it's not something that I'm training, if I'm in a season of my life where things are, you know, I'm not in that place of, of constant prayer, those moments, those momentary moments of prayer where you just kind of are blurting things out it just doesn't it doesn't doesn't seem to land it feels yeah. sometimes like my prayer is just kind of you know like like throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing mm -hmm. if something kind of what's going to happen but moments where i am fully engaged in training and then i come to that exact same situation and i need to turn to god in that situation there's a richness there and it's it's there's an ease and it just seems to kind of mm -hmm. go so i think i would say that you know, as a, as a point of encouragement for people, maybe you're in a place today where uh, this is hard and where you've had moments of success, but you're in a season where it's not working out so well. Yeah. The first thing I would say is like, uh, you know, give yourself a break. Uh, it's, you're listening to this, you're, you're interested in taking that next step. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, taking small steps will help, uh, you know, see some change, but, mm -hmm. um, uh, but you know, we're, this is a, this is always a battle. But one of the things you're asking is where have you seen some success in this? Yeah. So for me, probably one of the places where I've found this most helpful is around the area of accountability. Hmm. And uh, I have people that I have on my on my phone who I can text uh, if something is going on. I have this blast that I'll send out to three or four guys who can be praying for me, mm -hmm. who can give me some good feedback. Um, there are often situations where... Um, you know, there's an issue that I'm trying to work through and I will bring them into the conversation and say, okay, here's what's been going on in my life. Uh, tell me what you see and are you seeing progress? Like, you know, in, in the passage that we said, uh, the apostle Paul says to Timothy, do your, do this, your acts of righteousness in front of other people. So they see your progress. And so sometimes I, I literally will be asking people, are you seeing any movement here? Are things getting better? Hmm. So the accountability piece has been huge for me. Yeah, Absolutely.
Um, yeah, that's, and that's that's really really good and really sometimes it's hard to do. What what would you like for accountability? Where do you start? Um, how do you find that group of people? And like it requires a certain amount of risk, right? It does, and and perhaps it you know one thing I've learned over the over the years too is that perhaps it's a bit about a. Um, personality because mm. I think that there are some people who do accountability really well and mm-hmm. at, at least let me put it this way there's a there's people who make connections with other people very easily yeah and they're open yep. and and it just comes naturally to them they share everything and so this kind of thing is not difficult for them to say oh I've got all these accountability partners that are all around me sure um, there are other people who find it really difficult to open up um, mm-hmm. really difficult to be honest and so uh, what I would say is that the the first steps are to identify some places in your life where you are seeing some gaps that you want to see changed yeah and then what i would say is is once you start identifying them maybe list them and say here's the the areas where i want to see some change in my own life when it comes to my my faith then i would look for individuals who who you would say are good at what your where your gap is Mm. so for instance if you want to see more prayer in your life yep Think really carefully about the people that you have in your life who are good at prayer, mm-hmm. um, and 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 perhaps take some steps towards engaging one of those people and saying, "Hey, this is something I want to change in my life. Can you help me?" Yeah, and I, I would also say, like, if you find yourself in a position where you think, "I don't know who those people are in my yeah. life," um, come talk to one of us, yeah. right? Like, come talk to. Uh, part of the reason we're here is to help connect people to each other, and um, I mean, we we can certainly help you with that stuff. But we can also point out people in our church who are great at some of these things and who, who would be able to help you along the journey. Maybe if, if totally. that's, if, that, if there's a willingness there, we can, we can help facilitate that. Totally. Um, I'm struck by, you talk about training versus trying. Um, I'm struck just as I reflect on my own life about the ways that when you train, you not only need to add things, but you need to take things away. Yeah. Um, right. So if you're training to do a marathon, you, you can't eat pizza every night. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to replace that and you have to take up running. And, and I feel like sometimes we in the Christian walk go through and we try to add everything in. Um, we try to add more Bible reading and add more prayer. And, and actually what we need to do is not only add, but subtract. Absolutely. Um, it's my, it's been interesting this Lent season for me. So Lent is traditionally the season where people give things up. Right. Um, and my wife and I have given up TV. And it's been really hard, like surprisingly mm-hmm. hard, mm-hmm. Um, but also really good for us to reflect why is it hard? What is it? What is it that's going on here? Um, what What is God trying to do? And because we've given up TV, we have more space to reflect on why we're frustrated that we can't come home at night and watch TV. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would I would just encourage people as well. You know, it's not just about adding and adding and adding. Um, if you're going to be in the Word every day, if you're going to have Scripture in front of you every day. Take something away. Yeah. You've got to have things that you don't have in front of you. Um, yeah. And so in, in, in this message where I sort of ended up, we talked about these things that Paul talked to Timothy about in the latter part of uh, of First Timothy chapter 4. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think where we ended up was talking about getting the word in front of us every day. And I think this is a good place to, to sort of, uh, land on here because I think it's one of those habits that if we can begin to change in our own life and we can start training in that way, Mm -hmm. um, it'll have a ripple effect in all kinds of other areas. And so I think the idea of getting the Bible in front of us every day is actually a very, it's not hard to do, but it is really hard to do. Yeah. It is in your pocket. It is literally, yeah. the Bible is on your phone. You you have access to Bibles all over the place. Yeah. And yet 
I talk to so many people who say, I really have a hard time. I just don't have enough time. You know, yeah. there's not enough time in the day. I, you know, and, and I think what, you know, this idea that you're getting at is, is there needs to be some, we need to start taking some things away in order for us to fill them with something different. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you had mentioned to me about this idea of freedom mm. a little bit. You had, you were listening to a different podcast that described this. So talk to me a little bit about that idea of, you know, our, in our culture, we just, we're all, we all think that the ultimate goal is to be completely free. Yeah. And I mean, freedom is, is a good thing in, in yes. many ways, right? We talk about the freedom that Christ gives us, the, the freedom from sin and bondage, which is good. Um, I mean, we live in a culture, if you're listening from Canada or the United States, anywhere in the Western world, right? We live, we live in the free world. We live without uh, political oppression and, and we have so many choices. And a lot of that is really good, mm-hmm. but it's become such a high value in our culture that we forget how much we often need to limit our own freedom to do the right things. Yeah. Um, so when you're training, right, you need to limit your own freedoms. You Absolutely. need to not eat pizza. One of my all-time favorite lyrics uh, in a song from a, a little-known song from a local band here actually yeah. is, every now and then I check my cage to make sure I'm still free inside. Hmm. Um, this idea that like you put yourself in a, in a cage, you put yourself in a box and it's not that you can't get out of that. Um, but there's, there's value in, in giving yourself limits in yeah. imposing things. And I, I think we see this a bit, um, in adolescence, especially right. This you, you get adolescents and they're, they're always pushing and they're always trying things. And, and as parents, you reach a point where I'm assuming I'm not there yet, but you kind of say, well, you're going to, you're going to learn yourself that like having yeah. a self-imposed bedtime is actually really helpful right. because otherwise you'll miss all your responsibilities, right? Like there are times that I choose to do things that, that limit my own freedom yeah, because it actually expands my freedom in other areas. Yeah. Um, and, and so when you mention that to me, this idea of limiting our freedom, I think this has such a really, really important uh, application for us when it comes to even something like reading the, the word and mm-hmm. getting into the Bible. Because because it is it is never about the time that we have in the day. It's about what we choose to put into our day. Absolutely. And and don't get me wrong, I am not suggesting that watching T you know, watching TV or, you know, sitting down to watch the you know, the hockey game or whatever is a is intrinsically a bad thing. But what I am saying is what you've described is this idea of there are times when we will need to limit our freedoms in order to train for godliness. Yes. And and that is crucial, I think, when it comes to um you know, to how we move forward in some of this. And I think that to me was, was kind of a, a moment where I was like, wow, limiting, where are places where I can limit my freedom so that I can train for godliness? And uh, even, you know, as we went through this message this weekend, and that's been a thing that's been rolling around in my mind, you know, what can I do today to limit the freedoms that I have? I can, I could do that, or I could do this, or I could eat that, or could, what am I going to limit in order to, to train for godliness? Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. I mean, we've got, you talk about, we've got the Bibles in our pockets. The Bible yeah. app is great. Um, yeah. I've, I've got it on my phone. I'm actually going through the Bible in a year. Nikki Gumbel writes great devotionals and it kind of does things. Yeah. One of the things I love about the Bible app is it's got accountability built in. Yeah, totally. So you can invite friends to do this with you. You can see when your friends have read. You can, gives you a little ping and a notification. You can yeah. check in with each other. It's right there. Yeah. Um, and I love now and hate the love-hate relationship with most technology, right? Uh, iPhones now, and, and I'm assuming Android devices, have this thing called screen time where you can see how much time you've spent on various apps, right? right? You, 
Next time I have someone tell me, ah, I don't have enough fi- time, I want to see, well, let me see your phone. What, is it, what have you been doing on your phone, right? And, and I'm sure everyone at that point would say, well, I mean, sometimes I need to do these things to relax. And, and I get it. I'm not judging. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't but, look at my phone. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, we, we do need to limit ourselves. And it is hard. It's hard totally. to break those, those habits of the things we do. And they're not necessarily bad things that yeah. we're doing, right? I'm not, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be watching TV. I have chosen in this season not to. Yeah. And it's almost killing me. Yeah. And I'm sure I'll go back to watching TV after this Lent. Yeah. But I'm learning something about myself and I'm learning how totally. to reflect on it. And in limiting my freedom, I'm realizing how much, how much yeah. extra life there is out there as I engage with the word. And hey, there's another way to limit your freedom. It's intentionally leave your phone at home for a day. Could oh, you, yeah. Could you imagine what would happen then? <laughs> oh, Sabbath, Sabbathing your phone, right? <laughs> Take a day and don't have your phone on. It's, yeah, it's, it's wild. Okay, um, um, at the end of your time. Yeah. Uh, you gave us an acronym, mm-hmm. SOAP, uh, which was, can you go through it for us? It's scripture. Yeah. And then O stands for observation. Observation. And then A is application. Application. And uh, the P would be the prayer, prayer that you would end with. And oh. again, this was a way of, yeah. this was, it's one of many ways of uh, of reading through the Bible because mm-hmm. it's a question that is often comes up is, okay, so I need to put the word in front of me every day. What do yeah. I do with it? Yeah. Because sometimes there's stories that I don't get and I don't understand it. So Tons. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's great. So a question I heard from someone. Yep. What does SOAP mean? What's the, like, why SOAP? Why is that the acronym? Because it can be remembered. Because it can be remembered. <laughs> it okay. is simply that. I mean, yeah. you know, really the truth is, you know, SOAP is one idea. And if you are, if you're someone who's been, uh, if this has been a regular practice for you for a long time. Mm. Uh, then, then you may find a, a different way, or you know, to be to to exegete the passage. We use this word that talks about you know, kind of really digging into all the the syntax and the grammar and pulling out the original meaning and and bringing all the stuff that as yep. pastors we do when we do mm-hmm. um, when we when we preach. Uh, but what I was trying to look at was what's the what's the most basic way that somebody could look through, and this is an acronym that I was able to find that is i think very helpful and yeah. and i think there's nothing there's nothing to it other than the fact that it's just easy to remember and it's easy to go through each of those uh, the scripture reminds us to stay in the word. And one thing I suggested on Sunday is if you're the kind of person who likes to read daily bread or mm-hmm. likes to buy, you know, those books from the bookstore that are going to help you in your Bible study, that's all great. Especially yep. if you're a brand new Christian, I would say these are good places for you to start. Uh, even if you have been, uh, you're much more mature in your faith, it's a great place to find some really good devotional material that helps you um, understand the scripture. Mm-hmm. But I, I challenged uh, some people, uh, people on Sunday that if that's your habit, if you're the kind of person who's been reading the daily bread or using some kind of a, a devotional for uh, many years, mm-hmm. I would say take a week and just read the scripture yeah. and find out if you are in a place in your life where it's difficult for you to understand the passage just on its own. Yep. You may surprise yourself. Um, but I think that, so the S is really for scripture. It just reminds us to ground ourselves in this. And I got to tell you, when you look through the pastoral letters over and over and over and over again, the, the apostle Paul was telling, um, was telling Timothy, you know, do not neglect the word, mm. you know, keep preaching the word. Second Timothy three sixteen talks about the, the God, um, the, the Bible being God breathed. Yeah. All scripture is God breathed and is helpful and useful. Those things all come from the pastoral letters. Uh, the apostle Paul knew that if the church was going to survive, they would have to maintain their connection to the word. Hmm. And, uh, I want to make sure that that's true of us in our church. And I want to make sure that it's true of us individually. 
But yeah, that that's where the S comes from. The O is around observation. You might call it interpretation as well. Yep. You know, what does the author say? What did the author mean? You can look at all of those things. But to me, what's really important is the application part. Yeah. And what I said on Sunday was, well, I certainly think prayer is important too. So yes, we're not undermining prayer. Right. Um, and you may want to begin with prayer and then end with prayer. Um, yep. But the application part, what I would suggest is that it is absolutely laser specific, like focus specific mm-hmm. and not just something that's kind of more generic. And so I used an example on Sunday about the need for rest. And I don't want to just say, hey, this week I'm going to rest. Mm-hmm. That's not an application. Yep. I mean, it's an application, but it's not something that's very easy to, it's easy to forget that or follow, yeah. not follow yeah. through. But if your application is, you know, this Tuesday, I'm going to take out a half an hour and yep. go and sit by the lake and uh, open my Bible. Mm-hmm. That's a specific application on rest. And it's way better than just saying, I want to rest this week. So what I would say is that when you read the Bible, come up with a specific application. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about the connection to the passage or whatever it is, but the application should be specific enough that it can actually move you to do something. Yeah, it's part of the training, right? It's a it's a step towards Absolutely. that. Final question for you, and this is something you brought up on Sunday, kind of ties in with this freedom and this training. What's the one thing today that you've said no to yourself of for? Have you had that yet? For me, what yeah. was the one thing that I said no? No, yeah. I I have not had that moment yet today. I'm okay. Gonna have to, I'm going to have to find that place. Yeah, <laughs> find that moment. I thought that was a great, great reminder, right? And even, I mean, you want to do the application. It, even the application of soap, for a little while, you want to get yourself into the habit of this? Absolutely. Find one thing to say no to. That's true. Right? It's a great, yeah, great way to start down the road. Find one thing to say no to. You know what it is for me that I need to say no? And I mentioned it in on in the service and I didn't really kind of get way into it. Mm. Is like every time I fill up for gas, I, I pick up some candy. I don't know right. what it is. There's something about that. So I, I'm decided the next time that I go through the uh, the gas station, you can check on me next week. But Sounds next good. time I go through the gas station, no candy. No candy. <laughs> Sounds great. Well, thanks, Paul. We are uh, we are out of time for this week, but we will yeah. be back next week with more por- more postscript. Uh, thank you for everyone who's listening along. You can now find us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, and uh, feel free to give us a rating and a share. It helps us to uh, reach more people or tell more friends about it. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.